0: Italian Wine Podcast Chin with Italian Wine People
1: Hello, this is the Italian Wine Podcast with me, Monty Warden. My guest today is Donatella Adanti Donatella's family winery is called Cantine Adanti and the winery is in the Montefalco region of Umbria. Which town are you in in the Montefalco zone?
0: We are in Bevagna,
1: which is one uh, of the best communes, isn't it? You're uh, going to be too modest to say that, but it's uh, true. No, though, isn't no, it?
0: it's a it's a nice town indeed. Uh, yes, like uh, Montefalco and other here around.
1: Okay, so tell me tell me a little bit about the history of the of the Dante family. How did they get into wine? Is it a young winery so, or an old winery? No,
0: it isn't young. It is one of the historical cell here in in the area. So we began, my father began in the early
1: 70s. What was your dad called?
0: My father, Domenico Adanti, and uh, he was very passionate of uh, wines and uh, he wanted to to make a a winery here in the area where there wasn't any winery, any modern winery at the time. Of course, wine has always been made uh, here uh, by by farmers uh, but uh, we didn't have any, any winery here around so there is one uh, but it's it's a, there was uh, only uh, the, 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 the current Scaccia Diavoli was his, an his, historical winery here owned by an aristocratic family of Rome so uh, let's say my father had uh, this idea to make uh, a winery with modern technology uh, the aim was that of uh, making Good uh, wines, such as the French ones, because at that uh, time enology in Italy was uh, was uh, at the beginning. So for us, uh, the aim was was to make uh, good wines as French ones. So the aim was for the French ones and uh, so, so looking uh, at the
1: French uh, styling.
0: Yes, the, the French uh, way and the French technique to so, make wines, because as you know, enology in Italy, modern oenology starts from the 80s, it's not uh, a very old oenology the precious and good wines in Italy all starts start from from the 80s so before a lot of wine was made but uh, bulk wine and mass wine and my father wanted to make this and, and it was something like an experiment also the idea which now is very modern to To rediscover the old uh, varieties of the old vines such as Sagrantino was one of uh, his aim. If you look at the first wineries uh, in the first Italian wine guides uh, from the 70s and the early or the 80s, uh, maybe we are the only existing winery in the still existing winery in the area. There were other two three wineries which do not exist anymore uh, making Sagrantino for the first time in a dry way but uh, we are the only existing one
1: and then S- and
0: Sketchadavoli was owned by other people ah so the
1: you're time, the only surviving and, uh, family
0: and uh, they they didn't make at that time they didn't make wines with the Pambufetti family they came uh, to a new life there was the, the Cantina Sociale di Foligno so
1: the Uh, Foligno Cooperative?
0: At the time, uh, they were called Enopolio Foligno. It was the social seller Mm -hmm. of Foligno, trying to make a a dry Sagrantino. And then there were us and uh, another uh, winery... Which doesn't exist anymore, and uh, and then uh, after some years also there, But uh, we were among the, the first ones to experiment a dry way of making Sagrantino.
1: So when you say a dry, obviously, obviously Sagrantino is a red grape variety. So was it made slightly sweet in the in the Yes, old
0: till now. If, if you talk to to old people, old farmers, uh, and you and you say Sagrantino, they mean a sweet wine. So Sagrantino. Was only made uh, in a in a sweet way. It was the only way that people knew to make a vinification, to make wine from this very 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 strange grape, very technic grape. So it was the best way to make uh, a, this. Uh, sweet wine, a very precious wine because you had a a very low quantity from from a big quantity of grapes and it was uh, the wine, the feast uh, the the parties, uh, so a very precious wine but the way to try to make it in a dry way in order to to drink it uh, at lunch, dinner, starts from the 70s so before uh, I didn't I don't know, I don't have uh, any knowledge of uh, other experiments in, in this sense. So, your, so father,
1: your father started making it in a dry way? Yes. So, but yes. what was his inspiration? Are you saying France?
0: Yes, at the time we make, we still make for instance, uh, a red wine from um, a blend of uh, Merlot Cabernet and Barbera, because we had also Barbera here in the area. It was very widespread. Now you can't find it anymore so much but uh, there were. And so this was a, a strange... Uh, Bordeaux style and then we made at the time a lot of white wine because in the 70s the majority of the of the wine made in Italy was white so the fashion was for white wines and uh, more than half production was of white wines so Grechetto which is our native uh, white grape uh, in, in my area in Bevagna area mm. and uh, mainly from Grechetto and then also some Chardonnay we planted And the other wines, the other red ones, were Sagrantino sweet and dry. So this was the the first production of the winery. With the time uh, we tried to to implement uh, the the way of making the wines, not only the Sagrantino also with the help of uh, a very close friend of my father, he died, recently died yes, Alvaro Palini Uh, he was uh, a very close friend of my father who lived in France and he was a tailor not an enologist, but uh, he was very passionate as my father of wines and uh, so my father he had to come back to Italy for some reasons and my father asked him uh, well would you like to try to make wines let's uh, start uh, to study how to make a good wine and Alvaro began to study by himself and uh, he was something like a pioneer in this sense in this area so
1: what was his methodology then Um, obviously uh, in the 70s some of the red wines had a bit of a reputation for being a little bit tough a little bit hard what was what was his plan to tame the Sagrantino which can be quite tannic
0: he experimented, uh, of course, but uh, uh, first of all, uh, the, the help of the technology. So my father bought uh, uh, refrigerated uh, tanks uh, and all these things that at the time uh, were not so banal uh, as now. And uh, also the kind of uh, barrels, uh, the kind of wood. And the way to, to make the wine uh, was um, became more uh, softer softer, the way to manage the grapes and the wines in a very delicate way, soft way, and uh, waiting long time, both for the macerations, both for the aging of the wines. So all these kind of things that now are banal and yeah, common, uh, yeah. are common, common and uh, very, very clear for everybody, at the time they're not so clear so people used to make wine in a part from uh, some regions of Italy some some ex- exceptions in uh, Piedmont uh, and uh, in Tuscany but very very ex- exceptions.
1: okay so uh, how do you feel obviously being a sort of pioneering winery in the Montefalco region there's been a, a huge influx recently of new vineyards wineries people coming from outside and investing in the region has that been a good thing or or a bad thing.
0: It has been a good thing, I I think, because uh, we the, for the whole area uh, it is uh, a way to have more visibility and uh, to be known, uh, well known. Um, in this sense, it's a good thing. In another sense, uh, well, maybe this has, uh, has taken uh, the, the area some years ago to a boom uh, of uh, investments uh, and so on, which. Uh, were not uh, well uh, planned. Now the area is still a, a little area in comparison with other uh, wine regions in Italy. But uh, maybe too many vineyards have been planted uh, in some years. Not anymore because now, no. But uh, 10 years ago, there was not a well-planned uh, development.
1: So some vineyards may be being planted on in areas where it would be hard for Sagrantino to ripen
0: for the ripeness of the Sagrantino but because uh, many people came here to invest to plant uh, without knowing how was the market how was uh, how was the Sagrantino as well as you say but uh, it takes time to know Sagrantino to know the area like anywhere many people thought to become rich in a very sudden way but uh, it isn't like that (laughs) it isn't so so fast the process so I think uh, now now it's uh, more equilibrated more bad. Uh,
1: yes so in terms of sales how does that work do you sell wine directly from the winery or do you have international markets
0: we have uh, international market for uh, 30% more or less and then the, the, the majority of the of the sales are in the region and in Italy
1: so in the region how do you sell wine directly from the winery the yes. tourist-
0: Tourism, uh, yes. Uh, tourists uh, came more than uh, than uh, in current times. Tourism in, in Umbria needs to be developed a lot. Also, with the earthquake, uh, we had...
1: Uh, de- a drop.
0: A, yes, a drop of the tourism. So, in the last two years, uh, I see that um, we should do more efforts to let people come here and... and uh, appreciate the area.
1: How much do you sell from the winery door directly?
0: Directly let's say 10% more. So it's quite less. small. Yes.
1: And your main markets abroad in export markets are?
0: It's uh, like a like For everybody in Italy, it's the U.S. market, of course. It's the the most important.
1: So when you go to the United States with your Sagrantino, is the American market focused on drinking Sagrantino on its own or drinking Sagrantino with food, say, classically like a steak?
0: Both. Many people, in strangely, Sagrantino is, uh, is becoming well-known uh, in the passionate uh, area of the wine lovers in US. So many people already know, not so well, but uh, know this name and uh, at least once uh, they tasted uh, Sagrantino. And uh, sometimes they prefer to drink it without anything, just to appreciate, or yes, or otherwise with a steak. Uh, with a uh, but uh, they, the american market is, is is a very nice market for us because people are very curious and open-minded in this in this sense so of course i always tell them uh, this wine would need uh, red roasted meat uh, but uh, if they like to 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 drink it with fish no problem <laughs> no problem
1: that's yeah, it's quite that's what's interesting about america that little vignette that you paint that um you know when we think about the uk market we're quite can be very conservative, you know. We go, oh, this. We drink Bordeaux with this kind of food. We drink ah, champagne. UK, yeah, champagne in a certain way, and we can get a little bit stuck in in our way of thinking. So it's quite interesting that you say that in America they're much more open-minded.
0: In this sense, yes, they are No, it, it's also, a, I think, uh, a question of market. So in uh, in England, uh, to sell uh, wines uh, like Sagrantino is difficult because because of the of the taxes of the, it's a, it, it has a very very high I sell, I do sell in UK uh, well I have an importer uh, who sells well my wine but he mainly sells um, Montefalco Ros, which is uh, the little brother of Sagrantino and uh, it's uh, easier to be sold because uh, the price is uh, it's easier
1: so you make a Sagrantino di Montefalco and you make a- Montefalco Rosso what are the differences between the two blends? Your Sagrantino is that 100% Sagrantino? Yes of
0: course always if you say Sagrantino it means 100% And the
1: Montefalco Rosso? Montefalco Rosso by
0: law you have uh, you can put uh, if I'm not wrong it's uh, no it's uh, from the 60 to uh, we put uh, the 70% of Sangiovese and then 15% of Sagrantino Uh, now it has been increased to the 20% by the new laws but of Sangiovese I think the minimum is 60% still because they changed something but uh, we put 70% Sangiovese and I care a lot of of Sangiovese because I, I like very much Sangiovese I think it's uh, the real um, Italian vineyard so it is the most representative uh, yes. vine uh, in, in Italy so it's our character generally in the centre of Italy and uh, so we take care a lot of, of uh, our Sangiovese and I I like Sangiovese and uh, we put 70% fifteen percent Sagrantino and then some other the, the grapes that we have, so Merlot
1: cabernet In the future, where do you see Sagrantino going? Do you think the boom will come to an end? Do you think there are difficult times ahead, or are you optimistic?
0: Moderately optimistic, in the sense that uh, it is a, a wine which needs uh, to be told.
1: And sold, Yes,
0: yes. But uh, I see that uh, the interest is increasing, and uh, the problem, you know, it's not what I think, it's the market. So, I don't know what will happen in Uh, in five years uh, in the financial uh, system of the world (laughs) we cannot do anything with that
1: Okay, I just want to say thanks very much to Donatella Danti from Cantine Danti in the Montefalco region of Umbria it's been great to talk to you very enthusiastic and um, your family history is uh, obviously a very special thing for you that um, you're really one of the pioneers of Sagrantino Thank you Great to have you Thank
0: you, you. thank you Thank you very much to you Bye, bye, bye Follow Italian Wine Podcast
1: on Facebook and Instagram.